Amazing podcast, also known as Cast Interact. Um, my name is Scapey, or uh, also known as Scape White. Okay, <laughs> that's my full name, basically. And I'm the host of the show, so that's good. Let me introduce my other peoples that are here. First of all, my amazing assistant, Jordan Robot. He is a robot, okay, that is made to look like my dad, but he's not my dad, obviously. My dad is Jordan White. This is Jordan Robot. Um, he has a lot of features which we show off on the show. Very exciting. Say hello, Jordan Robot. Hello, everyone. I am Jordan Robot. Thank you very much. Okay, uh, also we have somebody named Roy Sinjin. He is a guy who talks about stuff that is old. Well, uh, I mean, yes, I, I like to think of it as history and, and also alternate histories um, as they are my main focus, actually. more Even more so than regular history. Extra history, I call it, is my area of expertise. Yeah, but uh, it's all stuff that's old. Well, no, not, not necessarily. Uh, as a historian, I also study the present and uh, also the future as well. Really? So do you know what happens in the future? As a historian, yes, it is my duty to know what happens in the future. Um, but it is also my, my solemn duty not to tell anyone. Well, then what's the point? Well, it's, it's about studying, it's about knowing things, it's knowledge... You know, the pursuit of knowledge and the acquisition thereof, knowledge and the ownership of knowledge. And, and by owning it, I keep it for myself. Well, you said, no, you should tell me. What is the future? No, Scape, he doesn't know the future. Come on, don't be stupid. <laughs> Frank, Frank Allen, that is Frank. Okay, look, everybody, that is Frank Allen. And he's starting with me already. He's saying I'm stupid. Jordan Robot. No, come on now. Jordan Robot, initiate Frank Allen Ultimate Control Plan Delta Gamma Delta 
Damn her. No, Initiate. I don't know what that is, but no, that's not necessary. Look, I just was saying. Hey, no, no, hey, ho, ow, ow. Okay, take him away. Uh, Go on. Taking him away now. Oh, escape. Um, escape. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, what, what's, what happened to Frank Allen? Don't worry, Roy. Don't worry. It's not a big deal. Uh, basically, for those of you who have not listened to all the shows recently, like every episode, Frank Allen gives me trouble. So basically, I decided it was time to, you know, finish the trouble. So Dirty Robot and I have came up with a plan. So we are getting rid of the trouble, but we can talk about that later. He'll be back soon with Frank Allen, and we'll we'll talk about it then. For now, um, Roy Sinjin, it's time for me to talk to you about something. Namely, how good is Scapey? How good is Scapey? Frank, I mean, Roy Sinjin is gonna tell me right now, now, now. Do it. Um, yes, uh, no, um, yes, uh, Scapey is actually so good that if there were a prize for being good, uh, he would win it, you know. Okay, that's fair. Now, um... Uh, yes, I mean, Frank is not here to compete with me, so... Well, you gotta, I guess you gotta compete with yourself. Uh, I'm sorry? Well, you gotta do the other side, too. You gotta be like, he's this good, this good. And then you gotta be like, no, he's this good. And then I will pick... Which one wins? Well, oh, but it, uh, then it doesn't make a difference. Yeah, but you gotta just play around. You gotta just be the thing. All right. And Scape is so good that, you know, we like it. Oh, that was pretty weak, though. You should do good ones. But, you know, that's what I did, so which one won? Well, the first one, your first one won, but that's not the point. Okay, Rory, we're going to do round two now. Maybe I should do a little round two song. Round two with Scapey, round two with Scapey. We still want to know how good he is now, right now, now, now. But the point is, in round two, you got to do two really good ones. And then I would be like, oh, this is hard, because you're both very good like that, okay? All right. Um, the fir- okay, the first one is that Scape is so good that we should make him the king of the world. Okay, yeah, that's good. And then the second one? The second one is Scape is so good that if someone said, you can either have Scape or moist food for the rest of your life, um, we would rather have Scape. Uh, Rory, what do you mean? Well, if someone said, you know, they were saying to me, you can either have Scape or moist food, for the rest of your life, I would, you know, escape is so good. That, that's ridiculous. That's the stupidest thing. What, what is wrong with you? No, it's because escape is because you're so good. That's stu- that doesn't make a difference. It's moist food for the rest of your life, you idiot. Well, I, I mean, I'm just because I, I love you. And no, that's, that's you're being stupid, Rory. You're being stupid. Moist food for the rest of your life. How? <sighs> You're just, you're just stupid. That's what Frank Allen always used to say. Oh, Rory's so stupid. And I would go, no, Rory's not so stupid. But Rory, that's the stupidest thing. Moist food is really good. I'm real, yeah, obviously I'm really good. But the ideal situation, first of all, would be me and moist food because that way I would eat the moist food. Okay? But if you had to choose, why would you not want to have moist food, you dumbass? Serious! Well, I'm sorry, you know, but I didn't, I, I, I was, I thought that it was, I thought that you were the right answer in that case. No! Moist food, moist food is always the right answer because it's good. It's better than good, in fact. So how good is Scapey? Is answer really, really, really good? How good is moist food? No, no. Moist food is great. Alright? 
All right, yes. Sell it. I'm sorry? Said moist food is great. Well, uh, mo- yes, moist food is great. No, say what you Come on, say what you mean it. Say, I want, I want to believe it. You have to be really believe in it. Escape. Moist food is, in fact, yes, very great. Okay, tell you what. Because I'm sorry I yelled at you. When Jordan Robot gets back... I'll give you some moist food. No, uh, no, you don't have to do that. No, 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 please. No, worry. I feel bad. I yelled, so I feel bad. I want to make it up to you. And you said moist food is great, right? Uh, I did. Uh, no, I did say that, yes. But I was, I mean, I don't need to eat. You know, really, if one of us has to eat moist food, you're better than I am, so you should really eat. Yes, but I, I will eat moist food whenever I want. Trust me. You know, I have no shortage right now of moist food. But I will give you some because... Like I said, I feel bad, so I want to be a good host. So you already are a good host. Right. Are you going to argue with me? There's like a, there's a fine line, okay, between humbly saying, oh, no, no, please, and being a rude jerk. I'm going to give you this moist food, okay? And you're going to eat it because I am giving it to you. You cannot insult me by turning down a gift, right? Um, uh, well... No, no, I mean, I, I wouldn't want to insult you, no. So, there is that. Okay, then it's settled. When you get back, I'm, I'm sure you'll be back after the show. Um, speaking of shows, let me introduce the show. This is Guard Duty. This is a show Dad did about superheroes. And this is from, a, this is the last one where they're interviewing replacement superheroes. Now, I gotta say, it's a good show. I was a little sad that I was not in it. Especially when he introduces new heroes, and it's like, oh, new heroes. Well, he'll probably want me to be one of those new heroes, I would, I would think. But no, he didn't. So... Perhaps he, he was saving a, a character f- for later for you, like Kickman or something. Well, maybe, but I don't know. So, I mean, I do, I can kick very well. Then perhaps that's it, yes. Maybe. Anyway, this is one way to interview Bumblebee. So, why don't we get right into it, eh? Guard duty. The Earth Guard. The planet's most powerful heroes united in the common goal of protecting the innocent people of planet Earth and defending them from threats of all kinds. From the Guard Tower, their base of operations, they watch over the citizens and spring into action at any sign of danger. To that end... Guard takes shifts, monitoring events all over the globe. Sooner or later, they all have to take a shift of guard duty. This week, Peas Blossom and Binary Girl in Shrinking Interest. So... Hmm, yes? Stop. So I hear this is the last interview. Oh. (laughs) No, stop it. Yeah, uh, Bumblebee is the last candidate. Tomorrow's the meeting to vote. Is it? (laughs) Honey, no. But fairest one, we've time before. No. Ah, yes. Now there are two of you to... Please, please, stop Stop it. Barbara, wherefore dost thou rebuff me so? We're on guard duty. And? 
Last time we did that on duty, we wound up being captured by a group of villains who nearly took down the entire guard. Yes. So that was a bad thing. There are no villains here as there were then. We'll have no need to leave the room to hide. We can stay here as I take both of your... He's Blossom. (laughs) We're not going to do that on guard duty again. Oh. Why can't we just talk? If that is what you wish, go right ahead. Good. So, um... Enough of this! I need to have you now! No! Oh, don't mind me. Ah! Oh, God, I'm sorry. We weren't, uh, it wasn't... Uh, Please don't let me stop you. I can wait. I'm in the guard tower. I can find something to busy myself. No need. Apparently, we too are through. Please, we'll talk about this later, okay? I'm so sorry. Please, come in. Make yourself at home. You two certainly do. No, we just... No, we were... I was attempting to make love to her, but she rejected me at every turn. Now, I find that hard to believe. She rejected a sexy little thing like you? Now, wait a second. Indeed. I marvel at her bold restraint. It's called responsibility. I don't think I'd be able to hold myself back. Now, listen here. I doubt it would ever come up for you. I can't see offering my perfect form to one as portly as you seem to be. What would the papers think if they found out? Peas, that's your loss. You'd be surprised at some of the things I can do, especially with my powers. Oh, really? Well... All right, that's enough. Both of you, sit down. Uh-uh, you, you sit, sit over, over there. there. Thank you. Now, despite what you think you saw, but didn't because we weren't doing anything, and not because I don't want to, just because we don't do that on guard duty, despite what you think you saw, this is not a meat market, and we actually have crime-fighting responsibilities. Those are the qualifications we're looking into at this interview. Right, Peas Blossom? Of course. (laughs) I'm sorry. I didn't mean for us to get off on the wrong foot. Well, sometimes I get off. Peas Blossom! I merely... We're interviewing now. I know. So... Bumblebee, is that correct? Yep, that's me. Well, my real name is Susie. Susie Silver. Well, it's really Silverberg, but I usually go by Silver. All right, that's fine. Uh, We don't need to know all that yet. Tell us about these powers of yours. Just what exactly can you do? Normally, I can't do much. Two years ago, I was caught in a freak blast of Alpha Omega rays caused by one of the creationist blasts. Your powers come from the creationist? Don't worry, I'm not some kind of Jesus freak. Just an innocent bystander. You were both there. Remember when he set up two-thirds of an eye in Kansas? That was in my hometown. I was the girl who snuck past the police barricade. I do remember that. Yes, yes, continue. They rushed me to the hospital, which is sensible since I'd been given a fatal blast of radiation. But the doctors couldn't find anything wrong with me. So after about a month of tests, they tell me my body is generating a low level of strange energy they can't identify. But it's not enough to do anything to speak of. At best, I can discharge it, which, if I'm touching you, gives this nice tingly massage feeling. Here, let me show you. No, that's not... Oh. Oh. Wow. That feels really good. And I can generate it from any... And how, pray tell, does this help you fight crime? Can you go a little lower? No, just... Ah, there. (laughs) Yes. Barbara? Sorry. Yes, uh, thank you. We can go back to that later. Pardon me? Questions, right. Uh, so yes, if you only have that low level... That's what I thought. Useless, right? Well, no, not useless. But not hero caliber. Until I realized I can do this. But I 
I shrink down to the size that low-level energy is focused and honed, I can use it to make myself fly around, see? And I can fire these really painful concussive blasts, which I won't demonstrate on you because, well, it really hurts. Like I said, and that's about it as far as the crime-fighting applications of my abilities. Other uses we can discuss later. <laughs> So why do you want to join the Earth Guard? Are you kidding? It's been a dream of mine forever. Why do you think I snuck past that barricade? I wanted to get close to the Guard. The Stallion, the Jack, Peas Blossom. I mean, these are the kinds of people you see on TV. People I read about every week in the password. The fact that I was even considered for the job is... A dream come true. So you would say you're a fan of the Guard? Fan? No, I... Well, yes. But now that I'm a hero, I'm a peer of the guard, too. And let me tell you, being here, being in the actual guard tower with some actual guard members, I'm even more determined than ever to make this happen. I need to be a member of the guard. I'll do whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Just what exactly did you have in mind? <laughs> it's anything like that background. Well, actually... Guard tower, come in. This is broadband. What? what? Yes? What? Nothing. Broadband? What was that, Barbara? Nothing, no. What's the emergency? Broadband Thunder is attacking Disney World for some reason. We've got to call out the guard. Do you go there with Peas Blossom and Bumblebee? I'm going to need some help here. Is it truly pressing? Can we have a... It's old man. Thunder, Peas Blossom. Spaceship Earth is already rolling through fake China. I need backup now. But do you need all three of us for this? Perhaps if Bumblebee and I could stay here... Peas Blossom? We'll be right there, Broadband. Maybe afterwards, sweetie. Unfortunately, she has a photo shoot at four... But I should be free. The photo shoot will wait till I arrive. You made a commitment. Wouldn't want you to break a commitment. But when commitments back out on you, then... Wasn't there an emergency we should be dealing with? Right. Crap. Attention, Earth Guard. Report to Disney World Epcot Center ASAP. Old Man Thunder is causing another ruckus. And, um, we should hurry. Now you can see what I'm really good for. We certainly will. Let's go. as the narrator, Lynn Nelson as Binary Girl, Angela Tymon as Peas Blossom, Guinevere Eckert as Bumblebee, with theme song by Michael D. Mikowski. Podcasts from the show Guard Duty. Now, next episode, I think, is where they vote on who gets into the team, okay? So that's pretty cool if you write Guard Duty, which, you know, is pretty good. So, um, let me welcome back. Jordan Robot is back. Welcome. Thank you very much, Scapey. And also, Frank Allen is back. Welcome back, Frank Allen. Thank you very much, Scapey. It's good to have you both back. It's, it's good, good to, to be, be back. back. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, is, it, is something, Frank, uh, is something wrong with Frank Allen? There is nothing wrong with Frank Allen. No, there's nothing wrong with Frank Allen. See, I mean, he's fine, right? Jordan, Jordan Robot, everything is fine, right? Everything is fine. Everything is fine. They're both fake. Everything is fine, so... 
I don't know why you have a problem, Rory, but, Rory, I promised you something. <laughs> and so, now I am a man of my word. Jordan Robot? Yes, KB. No, no, I said Jordan Robot. Jordan Robot, okay? Frank Allen, you're not Jordan. <laughs> and you're not a robot. I mean, also, so... I am not a robot. So, I don't know why you <laughs> are saying yes to me. But Jordan Robot? Yes, KB. I... Promised a good friend of Royce Sinjin that he could have some rice food. So, if you would please give him the best kind chicken, I would say. I will give him chicken moist food. No, uh, no, really. I mean, I, it, it, I, I'm not. I didn't. I don't believe I am worthy of of your moist food. No, Rory. Like I said, you did say it's great, right? I did. Yeah, no, it is. I mean, because it is. Yes, but I think it's best for you. No, Rory. Rory, like I said, this is a gift from me to you, okay? I want to thank you. I want to say I'm sorry. Jordan Robot, bring that a little bit closer. Oh, it smells really good. Rory, I'm not going to eat it. I'm not going to eat it. That's very difficult for me. Now, you, this is my gift to you. Please, have some. Uh, I... Uh, well, you know, actually, there was an episode where Jordan said uh, that we really shouldn't eat on the podcast. Well, Jordan... Is not on a podcast. Only Jordan Robot. Jordan Robot, do you think it's okay for him to eat this moist food? I think it is okay for him to eat this moist food. Frank Allen, do you think it is okay? I think it is okay for him to eat this moist food. Well then, I think you should eat it, Rory. Please have some. Nobody would mind. I. Oh. I. Oh. I. All right. I will have some. <laughs> Oh, it's, no, it's very good. So, yeah, thank you very much for that. Yes. No, pro what, what are you doing? What are you doing, man? Just eat it. Just have at it, man. I don't see why you're you're being too shy and, and just have some. Look, we're gonna we'll continue the show, and you just you just eat. Um, uh, all right. Let's see. What's in the next part of the show? Hmm, I think. Well, no, actually, wait. Next part of the show is Roy Sinjin's part of the show, right? So. Uh, uh, yes, no, uh, yes, it is. Uh, this day in history. Yes, so let me let me introduce that. No, just worry. <laughs> just eat your food. Look, I don't want to interrupt your meal. You just eat it. <sighs> All right. Uh, this is the part where Rory talked about old stuff, like I said. So he's probably going to be like, hey, did you know about a long time ago? Something happened. What? <laughs> Whatever. And then he's like, and then more stuff. So let's get to it. Hello, my name is Roy Sinjin. This is This Day in History on WHRW Binghamton. Did you know that on May 25th, 1787, four years after the United States won its independence from England, 55 state delegates, including George Washington, James Madison, and Benjamin Franklin, convene in Philadelphia to compose a new U.S. Constitution? Hey, I'm Thomas Jefferson, and you know what my slaves do when they have to celebrate on the farm? What is that? It's a ritual that involves something called raw chicken. Oh, I like this. You like where I'm going with this? As, as representative... Congressman Jefferson. Yes? Your slaves. What about my slaves? They're all dead. Your plantation is ruined. No! No! This isn't true. How did they die? Tell me it was or I'll kill you. They died of salmonella... Ugh, okay, you know what we're going to do instead? Delegates, I'm Thomas Jefferson. I'm your lord. You know what we're going to do? I'm, I'm George Washington. I thought I was in charge. I'm Alexander Hamilton. I have an ego complex. Yeah, and Aaron Burr's looking for you out back, all right? Is he? He and I have something to talk about. 
We're all right. We, we should have two things. We should have a small decentralized government and we should have a big chicken dinner with uncooked chicken and then write this constitution. <sighs> Harumph! Sounds Harumph! good. <laughs> Aren't you dead? <laughs> no, I'm dying. We'll go chicken. see Aaron Burr. He's Die outside. Oh! Aaron Burr just shot me with raw chicken. There is nothing harmful about raw chicken. Let the feast commence! And the American government did slowly limp along as not quite all of the representatives died of salmonella poisoning, and they all just kind of assumed it was a coincidence that the rest died. They were wrong, and in fact, you should not eat raw chicken, especially in a feast, because it could give you salmonella poisoning, as I said. This is This Day in History on WHRW Baked. But don't chicken out yet. My name's Roy Sinjin, and this is Where Are They Now in History on Cast and Wax. As I said, America's problems with raw chicken did not stop there. Their next big problem with chicken had to do with the rawest chicken of them all, the giant killer chicken, Solano, from the planet Baluma. Solano came to Earth in a giant rocket ship and landed just outside of Washington, D.C. He began rumbling his way through the countryside, pecking at people as they would run past at his feet. The problem was, of course, that conventional Earth weapons did not work against Solano. America used grenades, guns, bazookas, even hydrogen bombs, but to no avail. Solano was immune to all of them. It was not until a courageous scientist came up with the massive vaporizer that they were able to defeat Solano, turning that entire raw chicken into a gaseous form. What they hadn't considered was, of course, that the raw chicken carried salmonella inside of it, and everyone inhaled it, and, you know, unfortunately, died of salmonella poison. Had they quickly cooked the chicken vapor, they possibly might have lived. But the point is, when you consume chicken, be it through inhaling it, or preferably through eating it, make sure it's cooked all the way through, so that you don't acquire the salmonella poisoning. This is Roy Sinjin on Where Are They Now in History on Cast and Wax. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for that, Rory, and thank you for enjoying the moist food. I'm glad you had it. Uh, yes, thank you very much, Sleepy. It was very appreciated, but I'm I'm quite full now. You could just puke it. No, no, really. Um, it's not it's not a problem. Um, I hope that you enjoyed this day in history. And again, if anyone wants to inquire about my services as an extra historian, castingwax at gmail dot com is, of course, the easiest way to reach me. That's true. That's true. Now, Frank Allen, do you have anything you want to say about this day in history? Did you think it was good, or...? I did think it was good. What did you like the best about it? The, was it the lesson? I did like the lesson, yes. Please, elaborate on how good it was. It was a very good lesson. The lesson was that you should not eat raw chicken. This is a problem that many people face, because they do get salmonella poisoning. That is why they must make sure to cook their chicken. Rory Sinjin was eating chicken while it was on. Thankfully, it was cooked chicken, so he will not get salmonella poisoning. That is correct. Well, that's very good. I'm glad everybody's very enjoying themselves this show. This is very happy. Happy show. Uh, sp- oh, speaking of everybody enjoying themselves, Frank Allen, it is now time for your section of the show called Frank Allen Interview. It is time for my section of the show called Frank Allen Interviews. This week I interviewed someone from the show Debatatorium. Oh, that sounds very interesting. Should we listen to it now? We should listen to it now. Okay, let's do it. Frank Allen Interviews, starring Frank Allen. Hello and welcome to Frank Allen Interviews. My name is Frank Allen, as I'm sure you know. Uh, and this week we do have something a little, uh, a little personal for me. Um, as you know, uh, the show Debatatorium solves problems once and for all. And very rarely do we revisit those problems again because they're solved once and for all. Uh, but this sort of entered into my life and I wanted to, to shine a spotlight on it again. Now, uh, I wanted to get the person who won the debate to come on to argue because, uh, I want to reaffirm that he was right. But, uh, I couldn't. So I got the other person, which is fine. I guess. This is uh, Miss uh, Dot Small here to talk to us about 
torture um, because she was in and infamously lost the uh, debate about torture. So uh, torture is an issue that just keeps coming up in American culture today, uh, Miss Small. What is your take, now that you've been on it and you argued that torture was good uh, and it's not, what is your take on it now? Well, Frank, uh, I need to first correct you twice. My given name from the planet Small is just Dot. It's one name. We only have one name on the planet Small where I was born. It's Dot. You've called me Miss Small several times. My name is Dot. However, having been on Earth, uh, specifically in America for a while, and having realized that humans cannot seem to deal with one name, despite your pop icons such as Madonna and Cher, who have only one name, I am now <sighs> Dot Small, but I need to correct you that I am now Sergeant Small, not Ms. Small. I'm sorry, what? I, what? I have joined your military, and I am now Sergeant Small. Well, I... Oh, oh, okay. Uh, well, congratulations, I guess. I don't know. Thank you very much. Your government recognized shortly after our publicized debate that I had much to bring them in terms of bringing terrorists to justice and discovering facts that had been unknown to us. So uh, they contacted me and asked me to join the military and help them with the prevention of terrorism and uh, the discovery of intelligence. Okay, well, that's interesting. I mean, I guess it's an, it's indicative of uh, how America is a place that anybody can have a second chance, that you, you lost a debate and they felt bad for you and they gave you position. That's nice. Um, but my question is about torture and how you, how you, how have, has your opinion changed now that you know you're wrong about torture? I actually don't uh, believe that I'm wrong about torture. In fact, the rest of your country seems to think that I'm right, at least most of the government does, not only in that it is correct, but also that there are superior ways of doing it, uh, which which I actually cannot elaborate on as a member of your government. Uh, there are things that I cannot reveal so that the enemy does not become aware of them, but uh, th there are superior tactics, and they know that coming from a planet where we have been doing this for a very, very long time, uh, that I could help them with those superior tactics. So I have become a much bigger proponent of torture, and, uh, of, and I've become much more knowledgeable of the ways that it is effective. No, but it's not, is the thing. We, uh, first of all, I mean, I, I I don't want to debate this too much because we've already done the debate and you lost and it's not effective. But I, since then, have been physically tortured and I've been emotionally tortured, but that's a different thing. I've been physically tortured uh, and I got to say, it was not fun. Well, uh, I'm sorry to hear that. It, to be honest, it seems to have been slightly effective having followed the past few episodes of the podcast. You seem more docile and the podcast seems a little more organized, a little less chaotic, uh, and it, it has a newfound direction. And so I think that it was technically effective. Uh, I'm not sure that the methods were superior. Could you describe a little bit about how you were tortured? Well, okay. No, but you're saying it was good. And I don't think you're right. But okay. Um, well, first I was uh, subdued and not allowed to speak. Then uh, later I was uh, electrocuted repeatedly uh, with a with a with a prod. It was like a cattle prod, but it was a it was a Frank Allen prod. And then there was uh, I was um, I was I had my arm was behind my back and he would <clears throat> like twist it, you know. So I, I was in a lot of pain. So you you got your arm twisted. Well, yeah, and it hurt a lot. Um, I hope you don't mind, but I'd like to just conduct a brief experiment. What if I just pinch you like this? Well, that was not... I mean, that was annoying. Okay, so... But, I mean, I, I pinched you. I'm about a, a millionth your size, and I pinched you, and it hurt? Well, I said... It, I mean, I felt it, and it was annoying. It was less negative. 
kind of like it hurts. Okay, so we've generally established that you already have a very low uh, pain threshold. So I'm not sure that this is the best example. No, I'm not. No, because first of all, I because he, what he did was not the same as you pinching me. He had my arm behind my back. And when I would say something like it could have broke. I think. I mean, it didn't, but it could have probably. And I, and the point is that it, I mean, you're saying it made me docile. I guess I, I was not able to argue with him anymore, but it was not, the question isn't, well, the question is whether torture works, but it doesn't work and it's morally wrong. Extra, uh, truth about it right there. Well, it really depends on your definition of working. I understand that you were in pain, and I'm sorry about that, although I'm not sure that the definition of working was to keep you from being in pain. For instance, right now, you seem very worked up, and if I had Jordan Robot here to subdue you, you might not uh, be fighting so hard, and it would be better for me in general because you are a large, loud creature, uh, and it would probably be better for you because you wouldn't be so worked up and your blood pressure might go down. See, now that's where you're wrong. I would not, it would not be better for me because I would be in pain, A, and B, I would not, my blood pressure, why would it be down? I would be freaking out being hurt. I, I mean, you're, you're right. I am bigger than you, so I should be able to pick you up and throw you across the room to, to control you, right? I mean, by that logic. By that logic, you probably would knock me out or make me lose my breath for a while, yes. But that would be wrong, is my point. That would be wrong, don't you think? It depends on what your goal was. My goal is to get you to say that torture is not right. Well, then you might have to throw me across the room to do that. If you were a really mean man, you would. All right, listen. You don't... I don't want you to make me do this. You are... You are a, a small, pathetic thing. I am bigger than you. Torturing you would not be nice of me to do. I would be I would be a bad person. I would be wrong, right? Well, I think that uh, you are conflating some of the goals of torture that is used on a regular basis. Um, when, when the military uses torture, it's because we have somebody in our grasp that we know has information about uh, terrorism that threatens the entire country. And so we try to get facts out of them. You're your goal in this would be to make me say something that I don't believe uh, because you believe it's right. And I, I don't think that's necessarily the right reason to use torture. But you don't understand. If you don't speak now and say these things, someone will be hurt. Why? Because someone is going to torture me. So you can save someone by just admitting that torture is wrong. An innocent man will suffer unless you act now. Well, it sounds to me like you could also save yourself from being tortured by saying something you don't necessarily believe. No, I tried that, and they still hurt me. All right, look. All right, there. Now, say it. Well, this is slightly effective. So say it. I'm not sure what you want me to say. That torture doesn't work. You realize if I say that, it will have worked. No, I don't realize that, and... It's not true, and I'm not torturing you, so just say it. You're squeezing me a little hard. No, I'm not. That's not true. There's Nobody can see anything. There's nothing going on. It, it hurts a lot. You're, I'm like the size of your pinky nail. Look, we're both sitting comfortably in chairs. You are drinking tea that I offered you. We're having an intelligent discussion about torture. You are about to say something that you've just realized, and I think everybody wants to hear it. As an official representative of the American government, go ahead. Torture does not work. Thank you. That's true. And I agree. And it's true also. So anybody who out there is considering torturing, you should probably think again it doesn't work. So says the American government. <sighs> well, Frank, I hope you learned a positive lesson from this. Uh, your goal was to get me to say that torture doesn't work, and you used torture to get me to say it. Only if you don't like comfortable chairs and tea, because that's what happened here. 
today. Your comfortable chairs and tea are awfully restrictive and sweaty and kind of smell bad. Well, it's not my chair, so complain to the management. The point is, everybody here was pleasant. There was no torture involved. See, people can just talk things out, is what I'm saying. Well, Mr. Allen, you can tell the American people what you want to tell them. That is very often what the media ends up doing. But, um, I just hope that you think twice before airing this live if you want the government to stay away from your house. Oh, 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 and I think that they, didn't some people say that torturing is a crime, right? So, you admitted to it, and I just busted you for it. So, you're busted. By the way, I'm in the military. Yeah, but you're in the military torturing, and that's illegal. Ah. And you're a private citizen in a private home torturing somebody in the military. I think if they're going to come after somebody, it's you. No torture occurred. There's no torture. I've never experienced torture other than on the torture side. All right. Well, it's apparently your word against mine. We'll see if they believe a sergeant in the military or a grocery store clerk. An alien, you mean? I mean, the first one. Not. I'm not an alien. I mean, you are an alien. And an ambassador from my planet. And a sergeant in your military. Well, yeah. So? So, as somebody in the military, I also have great knowledge of technology and its use in torture. You might recognize the Jordan robot. Why What? Why is the Jordan robot here? What? There's no need for him to be there. There is need for him to be here. Yes, there is need for him to be here. Thank you, Jordan robot, for joining us. He knows that you've been really mean to me. No, that's not true. No, Jordan robot, you can listen to the tape. We were drinking tea, and there was chairs, and it was not, everything was fine. Jordan Robot, I hear you have x-ray vision. I do have x-ray vision. And were you not waiting in the other room? I was not not waiting in the other room. And could you see through the wall? I could see through the wall. And did you see him almost squeeze the very life out of me? I did see him almost squeeze the very life out of you. So there you go, Frank Allen, a third party. No, he doesn't have rights because he's a robot and robots lie. Everybody knows robots lie. Robots are generally programmed not to lie. They they don't have a concept of lying. They just tell facts. Or if they're programmed to lie, they lie. Look, all I'm saying is robots, they're not citizens, and they know. I don't think you can testify in court, robot. So he's not here to testify in court, Frank. Well, then, I, then if he's not going to be a, a witness, then there's no point in having him here. You can go, robot. I cannot go, Frank. Very good, Jordan Robot. Please begin to execute Order Sixty One B. Commencing. No, no, no! Don't do that. Okay, wait. That was. Uh, that's all we have. That's all the time we have. Uh, unfortunately, Frank Allen interviews are done for today. So, uh, wait, 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 wait. No, no. Okay, that's, uh, that's all the time we have for Frank Allen interviews. Uh, thank you very much for listening. My name is Frank Allen, and uh, we will be back. I, but no, that's enough of that. Stay. We'll we'll keep waiting for me. That's fine. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Frank Allen. Why would you be there? It seems like, in that interview, you were trying to prove that I and Jordan Robot was doing some sort of bad thing when we were torturing you in some way. You were not doing a bad thing. It was not torture. It did not hurt. I was just a giant wuss. That's what I thought. Thank you very much. You were just crying like the boy who cried wolf. I was the boy who cried wolf. I said there was a dog. It was saying wolf, but no one believed me. Is that how it goes? That is how it goes now. I think that torture is okay. I don't have a problem with it, especially when people are hurting me. I like it. I think it is the best thing. I think that Jordan Robot should electrocute me right now. I will electrocute you right now. Ow, that hurts. Please do not do that. But secretly, I like it. Do it again, please. I will do it again. Ow, please stop. Uh, uh, this is this is, this is is getting a little strange. What? Frank Allen says he likes it, so I don't think we have a problem. Do you want, to, you want him to twist your arm? I do want him to twist my arm. I will twist your arm. Ow. That is my arm. And it hurts when you twist it. I do not like it. I can sense that he is telling a lie and therefore will twist his arm again. Ow. It hurts when you twist my arm. And I do like it. Thank you for being honest. And now that you are honest, I will twist your arm again. Ow. 
Thank you, sir. No, no. Okay, no, this is just a little... I don't... Something is wrong with Frank Allen. Did you not notice that he's acting very differently than he normally acts? No, I didn't notice at all. He seems like he's the same. Frank Allen, are you the same as always? I am the same as always. Are you a big jerk? I am a big jerk. Rory Sinjin, I am insulting you. You should be insulted. Well, I... I'm not insulted because that wasn't actually an insult. But, I, Scape, I really do think something is, is wrong with Frank Allen. Well, let me just ask you this, Rory. Do you really want to look into that? Because if something happened to Frank Allen, it probably happened when Jody Robot took him into the other room. Well, yes, that's what I was thinking, yes. And the only way I can think that you could investigate that would be to go into the other room with Jody Robot. But I have a strong feeling that when you get back, you will say nothing happened. Well, I... Perhaps that is the case. Then, all right, I, I, I suppose then that I will not investigate it. Now, I'm sure everything is fine. Is everything fine, Frank Allen? Everything is fine. Then I, then everything, everything is fine. Excellent. Now we can listen to Decker and Hayes, which is a show that is another show my dad did. Um, this one is about detectives, so they're investigating stuff. <laughs> Speaking of investigating, but we don't investigate because there's no need for an investigation. <laughs> so let's listen to it. It's going to be a flight of fantasy. <laughs> Decker and Hayes, Season 3, Episode 2, Out of Joint, by Jordan D. White. The south tip of Parlor Town had seen some down and dirty times. Someone thought that would end once the spiders were eliminated. They thought wrong. She's taking over the south tip. Her operation is crushing us. I don't know who this widow is, but she's destroying our business. Tasha was supposed to be the new queen of the south tip. Things weren't exactly going as planned. Macy Hayes and Stella Decker, partners in the Decker and Hayes Detective Agency, sat in the Madame's office, the cold of the city air creeping in through the sides of the windows, creeping up their spines. They also had something of a stake in Mama Wang's, ever since the place's original owner willed it to Stella on her deathbed. What are you talking about? I thought we had the south tip wrapped up. You told me we were set. That seems to have been a little premature. Stella Decker had certainly done her part in cleaning up the neighborhood, what with personally murdering the place's worst elements with her own hands. She wasn't exactly proud of the act, but she'd hoped something good could have come out of it. It was, after all, the reason she was sitting in a cold metal wheelchair instead of standing up and getting in Tasha's face. What exactly was the problem here, Tosh? I told you exactly what you needed to do. I mapped the whole goddamned thing out for you. It's not that simple. What could be simpler? I told you. With Mama dead and the spiders out of the picture, we created a power vacuum. I said, all you've got to do is walk in like you own the place and it's yours. Stella. I handed you Mama's business intact. We even got the blades keeping the mafia out of the tip. What do I have to do? Gift wrap the thing for you? Stell, look, I've kept up my part. The widow moved in about two months ago and suddenly my girls have been drifting over to her stable. What's she been offering them? I got no idea, but this last week I've had so few girls I've had to start turning down clients and they aren't calling back. So why is this the first I'm hearing about it? At first I figured me and the Blades could take care of it, but I told you, I've been calling for days. That's why I thought you were here. Damn it, Tasha. You're supposed to come to me at the first sign of- Stella! Jeez, Mace, what? Can I speak to you for a moment, please? Tasha. 
Without a word, Tasha let herself out of the office, leaving the pair alone together. Stella struggled with her wheels for a moment and turned to face her partner. What is it, hon? I'm the reason that Tasha didn't contact you. What? You know I've never been comfortable with your business arrangement here, and Tasha and I don't exactly get along. I told her to keep as much of the operations here away from you as possible, only I didn't say it so nice as that. Jesus Christ, Macy! What are you trying to do? We're supposed to be detectives, baby, not criminals. This is a former CIA defector. That's treason, right? Emphasis on former. And when we started the agency, you were a former gang member. What are you now, Stella? Obviously, I'm not much of anything. What the hell can I be when I'm stuck in this damn chair and the only person I thought I could trust keeping phone calls from me? It's not like that, baby, and I didn't keep her phone calls from you. You'll have to ask Jane about that. I just... We came here on a case, Stella. Remember those? Someone has a problem that we helped to set right? And it so happens it dovetails with something in our business. It's not our business, Stell. I'm in the detective business. I'm going to go look into Elsinore, like you said. I assume one of your other partners can give you a ride home? Macy! But Macy wasn't interested in being stopped. She was out of the office door before Stella could even turn herself around properly. Stella grabbed the back of the chair Macy had been sitting in and threw it against the wall. Tasha strode back into the room and closed the door. Why do you stay with that bitch? Shut up, Tasha. Macy brushed past the bouncer and out of her lover's house of ill repute, stalking her way back to Stella's pickup. She still thought of it as Stella's pickup, even though it was likely she'd kissed Tasha before Stella ever drove it again. Since the paralysis, she'd taken to driving Stella around in the beat-up old thing, whereas Stella used to drive her. Now it was all Stella could do to drive Macy crazy. As she started the car, Macy realized that this would be the first time anyone else had driven Stella around since she'd gotten out of the hospital. The trek out to the Elsinore mental care facility was a long one, as it sat in the hills about forty minutes outside of Parlertown proper. She knew that once there, the long reach of Parlertown's omnipresent corruption would come in useful, as a palmed fifty would gain Miss Hayes unfettered access to the record room in the basement of the facility. The lonely drive was not one she looked forward to, however. After a few minutes rolling along the freeway, stewing in her thoughts, she reluctantly pulled out her cell phone, searched through the caller list, and placed a call. Hi. I know what I said, but I I just need to talk, and I don't know who else to call. Yes, just talk. Back at Mama's, Stella had finished reaming out Tasha, only to find that she really didn't know much about the widow. She left the madame with explicit orders to report everything to her directly, no matter how small and was carried back down the stairs by Sally Slash's pride and joy. Hey, step a little lighter, Tap Shoes. It's a staircase, not a thrill ride. Sorry, ma'am. Here we go. Yeah, very nice. Did you have someone bring down my chair? Uh, well, I can, uh, yell for him. Oh, for Pete's... Just put me on the ground and go get it, would you? The bouncer sat Stella down on the sidewalk and bustled back through the door. And get the let out, would you, Tap Shoes? You'll need an empty coffee cup if you expect to get any change that way. Very frickin' funny. Thanks for coming, Jules. Julian McGinnis used to be the top dick in Parlor Town, but after losing one too many friends, he decided to head back to practicing law. He was all decked out in the new suit he'd bought when he rejoined the DA's office. It wasn't the way to make the big bucks, but in Parlor Town it was the only side of the legal profession that could make you feel good about yourself once in a while. Even Parlor Town lawyers get dinner breaks nowadays. You owe me a burger, though. Can't prosecute on an empty stomach. Here's your chair, miss. Who the hell's this bitch? We met, big guy? Easy, Tap Shoes. He's a friend of mine. Just get me in his car, okay? Yes, ma'am. A few minutes a drive through and a quick bite later, and Julian was wheeling Stella back into the Decker and Hayes offices. Hey, Jane. 
I'll speak to you in a minute. Yes, Miss Decker. Step into my office, Julie. Have a seat. Stella maneuvered her chair into place behind the desk, picked up a pen, and began tapping it while Parlortown's newest DA made himself comfortable. So this wasn't just a friend giving a friend a ride. This is a business call, eh? What do you know about the widow? Whose? It's what she calls herself. She's the new queen of South Tip, stealing the place right out from under Tasha. Sounds like you know more than I do. Nobody's even mentioned her. No busted girls. South Tip's been off our radar since you ladies took the place. Figured you were just running a tight ship. Not me. Macy saw to that. Let me ask you a question, Stell. Why was it me whirling you around the town today instead of the vivacious Miss Macy Hayes? We got in a fight. It'll be fine. She'll blow off some steam and be back before you know it. I hope you're right. What's the hubbub? She's not hot on the whole South End situation. Stella the crime boss doesn't light a fire like Stella the do-gooder? What does she want from me anyway? I'm doing what I can. You're doing one thing you can, but it takes more energy to turn a light on than to turn it off. What the hell is that supposed to mean? Just think about it. I've got to head back to the office. Thanks for being there. Anytime. Only... What? You need a ride? No problem. You've got a case? I'll do what I can. As for your other business... I'm trying to be the DA that's not dirty. Stella's eyes narrowed, but she didn't say anything else. Her good friend slipped out the door. She heard him say goodbye to Jane and leave the offices. She didn't move for a moment, just sat there frowning, glaring at the entire situation from the outside. Eventually, she pulled the Sudoku book from where it had been rolled up in her pocket. She turned her fiery gaze on the empty squares, but the numbers were going in one eye and out the other. She started penciling in numbers randomly, but quickly came to a dead end and was forced to erase the entire puzzle. Is everything all right, Miss Decker? Yeah, Jane, everything is perfect. Why do you ask? It's just that Miss Hayes isn't with you and- She's not my nursemaid, Jane. Hey, come in here for a minute. The secretary came into the office, notepad and pen in hand, ready to take dictation. How can I help you, Miss Decker? Any messages for me, Jane? Nothing new today, no. No? No, ma'am. Nothing from Tasha, then? It was barely perceptible. If Stella hadn't been looking, she wouldn't have seen it, but there it was. The slightest blush in Jane's cheeks. Her expression betrayed nothing, but the blood in her face belied her. No, Miss Decker. Funny, I saw her today. She said she'd been calling for days trying to get in touch with me. Perhaps she has the wrong number. That's enough, Jane. Did Macy tell you to just throw away the messages, or have you been passing them on to her? Miss Hayes never said anything. I said that's enough! Go! Take the rest of the day off! But- Go! As the pair locked eyes, the phone rang. Jane's eyebrows rose. I'll get it. Go home. The secretary's eyes fell to the floor and she shuffled out of the office. Finally, Stella picked up the phone. Decker and- Stella, listen. Look, Maisie, I don't know if you're expecting an apology or what, but- Shut up and listen to me, Stella. That can wait. What is it? I'm at Elsinore. I've been looking at all the patients released in the last six months- I found a couple of leads at first, but this one... Do you know the name Janet Steyer? No, should I? Well, I... I think you might have killed her husband. Who is Janet Steyer? Is this the lead the pair has been waiting for? Will it bring them back onto the same page or tear the book in half? Tune in for the next chapter of Decker and Hayes. The Darker Path. In that episode of Decker and Hayes, the narrator was Daniel Schwartz, Stella Decker was Angela Tymon, Macy Hayes was Lynn Nelson, Jane Vance was Ava Rosenblatt, 
Julian McGuinness was Rich Bellin, Benny was Jordan D. White, and Tasha was Guinevere Eckert. The theme song was by Michael Temporary Card Mikowski. Thank you very much, Mr. Rory Sungeon. Okay, do you know what time it is, everybody? Do you know what time it is now? Do you know what time it is, everybody? Do you know what time it is now? It's the time of the show where Escape sings a riddle song. It's the time of the show where nothing ever goes wrong. Cause Skippy singing is great. Skippy singing is awesome. Skippy singing to rage. And now we die. That had a bit of a, a melancholy ending for no reason. Well, I don't know. Yeah, it just got very sad. But, you know what that means? That means it's the part of the show where Skippy sings a song. So... Now I will sing a song. But I, I, did, I thought you just did sing a song. Yeah, but that was like introduction song to the song. You did a song to introduce the song? Do you have a problem with this voice? Singing? Everybody else, no, nobody else has a problem. Do you have a problem with Frank Allen? Frank Allen always yells at me for singing, but Frank Allen didn't even say anything. Frank Allen, do you have a problem with me singing a song to introduce another song? I do not have a problem with you singing a song to introduce another song. That way we get two songs. The songs are clearly the best part of the show. I have no problem with this whatsoever. Well, then I think it's decided. Okay. Skippy That's excellent. Very good. No, I really do think something is wrong with... Rory! All right, no, it's fine. Um, I suppose you want me to read the, the, the letter then, yes? If you would be so kind, please. Well, all right. Uh, we do have a letter here from uh, our good friend Lynn Nelson, who plays Macy Hayes and who also played Binary Girl earlier in the show. So I will read that. Dear Scape, I was originally going to write you and scold you for using such terrible torture tactics against Frank Allen. It is pretty upsetting to hear an adorable, innocent little cat like yourself turn to the monstrous ways that humans are sometimes susceptible to. However, I say... Go ahead and torture Frank Allen all you want. He could use to be taken down a peg or three. Since his crusade to prove I killed Alan Thomas, I have not had a day's peace. Not only are the Binghamton police revisiting the incident, but my local police are also coming by regularly to ask questions. There are reporters from both cities following the story, and I'm pretty sure someone hired a private investigator to follow me and see what I do. My life has been turned upside down, and, and in the grand tradition of Frank Allen witch hunts, no one seems to care that they have haven't found a single shred of evidence that I had anything to do with this poor boy's death. I did not kill Alan Thomas. Despite my suggestions to the police and the newspapers that someone bring Frank Allen in for a psychiatric workup, clearly no one has bothered him. So, Scapey, keep it up. Someone has to keep that freak in line. Keep him subdued whenever possible. Do whatever you have to to upset him and hurt him. In fact, I'll give you chicken-moist food for every episode that Frank leaves, feeling violated, demeaned, and oppressed the way I do every single day. Give him a taste of his own medicine. Love, 
Lynn. Well, <laughs> so it turns out Frank Allen, with all his whining about, oh, I got tortured, not only does he like being tortured, apparently, it turns out he deserves it. Well, what do you have to say about that, Frank Allen? I do deserve it. It's very terrible. I am a terrible person. Thank you very much. So, obviously, torture's not so bad. Uh, well, but Scape, if torture is not bad, then, you know, then, like she said, every time if he feels violated, demeaned, and oppressed... But if, he's, if he just thinks he deserved it, he probably doesn't feel that way. I'm sure he does, actually. I'm sure he does. Frank Allen, what about you? Do you think that you are deceived and whatever he said? I am violated and demeaned and oppressed as well. Did you just call him Frank Allen Robot? What? No, no. You're not, because he's not a robot. I am not a robot. He is not a robot. See, he's not a robot, so obviously not a problem. What was that sound over there? There's nothing. Okay, look, that's the end of the show. So everybody should write into us to talk about how great I am at castinthewax at gmail.com. But that's the room where he took Frank Allen. It is nothing. It is nothing. Well, it certainly sounds like something. Well, I said then sit down. Well, oh, all right, yes, okay. Okay, so now that's the end of the show. Thank you all for, like, listening to the show. And continue to listen, because I'm going to be really good and cute every episode, every time, okay? <laughs> Thank you. And thank you. Oh, that's it. That's really thank everybody. So, okay. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. Uh, yes, goodbye. Shut up. Two, three, four. I bet you wax for every day. And I don't want it to get away. Well, I want entertainment. It gives me some. I got a Saint Luke tattoo on me bum. Not a yell. When I go through it, I'll fix I need your naughty bits And other gifts No reflections in my shattered mirror Make me loving eyes Almost look sincere When I put it in, I'll handle with care There's been a lot of stranger things in there Things I'm fed by lying wire I guess you really are your mother's daughter I'll be experiment it was fine But there's one thing wrong Fiction in a minute lasts twice as long But once I get tired of a one night stare I'll have a few sloppy seconds with my and here we go. God save waxwork. God save waxwork.com. God save waxwork. God save waxwork.com. episode of Cast and Wax. On guard duty, the guard votes on which applicants will become full-fledged members. Well, if that's everyone's opinion on the matter, we'll vote. We'll do one vote for each candidate, a simple in or out vote taken by a show of hands. The two who receive the most in votes will be members of the guard. That means you can vote yes for as many of them as you think deserve to get in. Understood? Meanwhile, in tract or fiction, the very concept of materialism is questioned. A person shouldn't want to go to heaven because they want money. They should want to go to heaven because they love God. So you're saying that uh, the tract, it should be literally interpreted to mean that getting into heaven is worth roughly $4 million. Only when a lawyer says it. All right. And on this day in history, they have something better than money. If we are Helen Keller, we can have jokes made about us for years and years to come. Not, not us, Jack. You... All this plus escapey story coming directly to you on June the 1st on the website waxwork.com.